The fall TV schedule is upon us, bringing lots of nerd love. Has Daniel Craig passed the torch to a new James Bond? And Henry Cavill has taken over the world. All of this and so much more on the Geek Underground. Reviewing primary directives. Get plugged in. You are a sad, strange little man. Throw the freaking hump, imposter! What's that? Even listen to yourself when you talk? I drift in and out. Hey, cuckoo birds, do you mind? This is important. If you'll all excuse me, I have a man to beat in pool while wearing shorts. Let me ask do you hate this? Do you hate doing this? Do you? Are you like a crazy person? Why can't you see that for the compliment that it is? Wow, this is garbage. Welcome to the Geek Underground episode number 58. This is Dadpool. And the Trash Panda. And Woo! we are here. It is a cold, blustery, rainy day outside. I'm not sure how it is near you, but we're, we're, we're just happy to be inside, curled up with cups of coffee, which I want to sip I on know. and let Trash Panda say hello for a second. Holy cow. Yeah, because uh, obviously, you know, I work in a school and the government decided because that's the government for you, that we need to have all our doors and windows open at all times. Oh, of course. So on Friday, it was freezing. And I had trousers and a jumper on and a vest top and everything else. So I'd layered and I was still cold. I came home <laughs> and Dad Paul had to get me a duvet, two hot water bottles, a space heater and a cup of coffee. And it took me half an hour to get warmed up. Okay, to translate for those Americans out there, a duvet is a comforter. It's just a big blanket you'd have on your bed, essentially. Yeah, comforter. I was frozen. Yeah, she was frozen. She got heated up. Um, hey, guys, we, we have a ton of stuff, a ton of fun stuff that's mm-hmm. come up. I, I have to start with one story, though, because, okay. because this really, really bothered me. And it actually originates from the sports world. Right. Uh, which I think will be okay because it'll transition well. Now, you know that we talk about mental health on this show. We want to give people an outlet, a place where they, they can uh, contact someone. One, if they need to Absolutely. talk to somebody, they need to know that it's okay to struggle because we're all struggling. We're all trying Absolutely. to make it through. Everybody has some level of mental health problems that isn't quite right. Um, and if you don't, then you need to be someone that, that, that takes care of the people that do. But there's a sports talk anchor. His name is Skip Bayless. He's out in America. You might have heard the name before. He just says a lot of inflammatory statements trying to get a rise. He kind of does like the shock jock of the sports world uh, in what he does. Now, you've heard of Dak Prescott, though. You play fantasy football. Yes, Dak's dead. So who is is Dak, though? Dak is not dead. Who is Dak? Uh, Dak is a quarterback. And I don't know who he plays for, but I wanted him because I pick my fantasy team because I like their names, like um, CD and um, CD Lamb of the Dallas um, Cowboys. What's the Debo Samuels? That one's awesome. I like them. And and you liked, uh, oh yeah, you pick. It was Ocho Cinco you picked one year because yeah. you liked his name. Yeah, you just... Arian I like Foster, their names. Yeah, you like their names. But and she wins. Anyway, yeah, Anyways. I win a lot. But um, yeah, Dak's <laughs> dead because Dak was the co-pilot of Luke Skywalker in um, Empire Strikes Back in the Snowspeeder. 
and then he dies. And actually, Dax Dead is a password for, I think, Shadows of the Empire, where you actually get to play that level. I might be wrong on the game. And then the password is a like a level cheat thing, is Dax Dead. So Dak is like <laughs> awesome. And okay. I wanted him and I didn't get You're him. taking this further than I wanted to. Well, Dak Prescott, yes, quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and he just recently came out and shared his struggles with depression and anxiety. Right. right. We talk a lot about that. And tragically as well, his brother committed suicide back in April. So he's not only dealing with his own issues, he's dealing with this on top of it. And that brings us back to Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless recently in an article basically lambasted Dak Prescott for coming out with the fact that he struggles with mental illness. Uh, here's essentially what he said. He said, because of this, I don't have any sympathy at all for him going public. I got depressed. I suffered almost making light of the fact that Dak Prescott is, is, is saying that he struggles with this. And he says, the sport you play, it's doggy dog. It's no compassion, no quarter given on the football field. If you reveal publicly any little weakness, it can affect your team's ability. He's calling this, he's calling depression and anxiety um, a weakness. Well, the fact he came out with it, I would say is more of a strength than a weakness. And the fact that you're bringing that up makes you a weak coward. Absolutely. And it's mental health bigots like Skip Bayless that are costing the lives of thousands and thousands of young men in our world every it's, single year. It's it's every what single makes year. Me, really makes me cross about this is the fact that this guy is a shock jock, which he's made. He's paid to say things that are outrageous. And I get that. And I understand that. I don't care for them personally. I don't like it. It's not something that I'm interested in. But you know what? There is a difference between just being shocking and being downright idiotic. And that is an idiotic statement. Absolutely. I and, mean, that the, guy should just lose his job. The thing is, though, yeah, exactly. The thing is, though, people are going to hear this. People that, that are struggling with, yeah. with anxiety, with depression, with suicidal thoughts, and they'll hear this and go, oh, well, I'm in a position of leadership. I can't show any weakness. I have to just pack this away. And, and again, I can almost guarantee you that that statement will cost a life. Somebody will hear that and it won't cost it right now, but down the road as someone, as someone that, that has finally maybe got to a point where they could come out and then they don't anymore and they just pack it away even further and they live with it without seeking help, without finding anybody that can help them uh, and it's going to cost a life. Just just a statement like that that is nationally heard and not, and, and I can't, I can't, I don't know. I really I just, hope somebody like Zach Levi stands up and calls him out on it. And then people actually do call him out on it because that's not okay. No, usually not his okay. shock jock that he comes out with this stuff in the sports world. Oh, this person will win this. Oh, this is that. And tries to make statements that way. Not delving this deep and this far off off of what he's a journalist. He spent his entire career writing. He has no medical degree, no counseling, psychology, nothing. He just types in a computer. That's all he does for his whole career. And let's not forget the number one rule of journalism. Bad news is good news. Uh, but so, so sorry, guys, um, we want you to know that, that, you know what, mental health, mental illness is something we all struggle with. And it is OK to seek help. It's OK to ask for help. Dak Prescott should be lauded for coming out. Oh, he should be. Yeah, absolutely. It's not a weakness. It's a Good strength that he came out understanding that he needs help and that he maybe has sought help already. And, and to give that example to his teammates, to the world that, you know what, we all struggle with this. And more and more athletes are coming out and saying more and more celebrities are coming out and saying that they've struggled with things like this. And to see that, I, I applaud Dak Prescott, and I really pray for him because, again, having lost his brother recently to suicide as well, how much more that's going to weigh on you. Uh, and, and so many of you have lost someone that you know, a family, a, a classmate potentially, to suicide. It's something that this is dark, deep thing that we don't talk enough about, um, but, but it's the number one cause of death for anyone under the age of, I think, under 40. I think it's the number one mm. cause of death among young men. 
uh, is suicide. And it needs to be talked about more. And mental health needs to be talked about more. And if you're struggling, you need to talk to somebody about it. And it is okay. Mm -hmm. And no one other than Skip Bayless is going to look at you uh, and think that's weakness. Uh, it's a strength to come out and ask for help. So shame on you, Skip Bayless. Uh, you know shame what? on you. We should all pray for Skip Bayless because apparently the guy is sick himself. I mean, to say something like that and to and to be that much of a coward is is just it's it's shocking. Just and a, it is. I know he's a shock jock, but it is it is just beyond belief that somebody could do that. But you know what? I also know that my scripture says I'm not allowed to judge anybody and I have to love everybody. So I have to love <laughs> that jerk. <laughs> and I will love and love him enough to pray for him and hope that his eyes are open to the fact that he's done something really stupid and that he needs to do something about it. Yeah, oh, I, I agree. And uh, just, I want to move on from Skip Bayless. He yeah, doesn't need any more of our airtime. Skip time. alone, because it's a shame I would have picked him in fantasy football. I like the name. Who, Dak? Or, no, oh, Skip, Skip if, Bayless. Skip, if, that was, if, if he yeah, was that's a, a kind of fun name. Shame. Let's go to something fun like Blockbuster. Blockbuster. Blockbuster video. Oh, yes. The last, you tell me about the last this. Remaining, this is so cool. The last remaining Blockbuster video store on earth. Now, for those that are younger and might not know what a Blockbuster is. Oh, my gosh. Back when we were kids, you yeah. used to walk into these stores and these stores would have aisles and rows and rows of things called VHS tapes. That might sound kind of funny, but just think of maybe a DVD or a Blu-ray. And if you don't know what that is, just think of a digitally streamed movie. All right. Think of a digitally streamed movie on a cartridge. <laughs> You had thousands of those in a blockbuster and you could walk around and pick to your heart's content of all the current releases and new releases and old releases. But however, the last blockbuster video store on earth. Oh, no. Think about a, now a library for movies a digital and TV library. shows. Yeah. So Netflix, but a like, real life no, but Netflix. You, go to, you like go to a library to borrow a book. Oh, yeah, you'd yeah. go to a library to borrow a video, a but you'd have to pay for it. Yes, pay and for depending on how new it was, you'd pay more and you could borrow it for a very short amount of time. Although red boxes are still a thing. In I liked the red boxes. I so don't know for, why they yeah, never took off over here. Red boxes for for a dollar a night or a pound a night. I guess they're not really over here, but in America, a dollar a night, get your movie and then just return it back. And they did really, really well. I liked the red box. He did too. Okay, back to back Blockbuster. So Blockbuster Video, the last Blockbuster video store on earth, has rented itself out as a B and B, an Airbnb. That so, is so cool. I'm not sure if it's still going on. This was all throughout August. They had, uh, I think it was four. No, in September too. In September for $4 a night, which would have been one of the old, like, you know, a five-night rental charge for that a movie. That's such a ridiculous... I mean, I've seen the photos of this place. It is incredible. And for four bucks a night, I'm like, I, w I want to go there. And you can, like, just browse the selection of all their movies and My just pick gosh. anything off the shelf. And they got a big screen TV set up for you and They're a like hide-a-bed. little mini-cinema oh, and everything. Great. It looks yeah. brilliant. Um, although it would feel a little... You're kind of out in the open. They've set up a bedroom almost off to the side of the main showroom floor of the Blockbuster, and you're not really enclosed. So it's in a very big, wide open space. You might feel a bit exposed, for lack of a better word. Yeah, but it's in some really random, like, nowhere town in Oregon, isn't it? Uh, Deschutes County. I'm not sure exactly what city it is. But, but I'm oh, like... Oh, no, it's in Bend, Oregon. Bend is actually a pretty well-known... Yeah. Well, but all I'm saying is, is that, you know, I, I'd go to somewhere like that. I mean, nobody really turns around and goes, oh, I want to go to Bend, Oregon. That's the place I want to go on vacation. But I'd go there for that just to go and chill out there. It'd be kind of fun. 
Okay, that will be our next vacation. Forget Disneyland, forget Universal Studios. We're going to Blockbuster in Bend, Oregon. <laughs> Four bucks a night, sold. That's all I can say. I don't know if it's, I think it's just, it's got to be like a promotional marketing thing. I don't know if this is what they're going to become or if they're going to have to close their doors or this is just something they do on the side on weekends. I have no Who idea cares? what they're doing. But, it's, but good job, Blockbuster, for making the news for the last time ever before you disappear off the face of the earth. Also, random news. This was really funny. So the stud himself, Mr. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he was apparently filming Black Adam. Yes. But was at his house and the power went out. Now, typically when the power goes out on these big mansions that, you know, our celebrities live in, they have automatic gates that you can override and you can leave. However, his gates, he could not override and make them opened up. So in typical rock fashion, he, he just straight, he manned, or Hercules, because he played Hercules, mm-hmm. Hercules the gates off of their hinges and bolts and like pressed the pistons. At, I mean, it wrecked it with his, he didn't drive his car into it, just ripped it off of the brick wall with his bare <laughs> hands and just chucked it <laughs> off to the side uh, because he couldn't wait for the gate people to get there and they were waiting on him for filming Black Adam. He didn't want to be any later than he was and, and just straight ripped it off, ripped his security gate system off. The Rock, only The Rock could do something yep, like yep. that. Where <laughs> there was a picture of the gate on the side, and when the gate people and everyone else came later, they just could not believe that he had single-handedly just ripped this stuff off of the the cement pillars that it was attached to. That's and awesome. So we, we love The Rock. That's, we do. We that, do. That, that is amazing there. But what have you been geeking out about? Now, we've got movies, TVs, video games, comic books. Where do you want to start? What have you been um, looking at? Or- I actually want to start with something quintessentially British because it's come up again a lot at the moment is um, the new, the next Bond because obviously No Time to Die is about to be released and uh, Daniel Craig has said, this is my last outing. I'm not coming back. And there's been a huge list of actors that are now attached to the possibility of being the next Bond, including two women, one of which being Gillian Anderson, which, you know what, I'm all about women getting like roles, but as James Bond or being a double O, I say no. Yeah, they, they could do a different double O agent and have a whole spin-off on that, but you can't play... female Doctor Who, even though it wasn't well done. I've got to say, Jodie Whittaker was a brilliant Doctor oh, yeah. Who. It was the showrunner's fault in that purpose because they were useless and they didn't handle her right and the stories were bogus. They scattered, yeah. They, yeah, they weren't they were really just that well. So anyway, we've got... We've got a massive list. This morning, it was said that Henry Cavill was being picked, and then that was actually not the truth or anything else. Um, But of the list, we have Tom Hardy, Michael Fassbender, uh, Luke Evans, Jamie Bell, Orlando Bloom, Cillian Murphy, Richard Madden, James Norton, Tom Hiddleston, Aidan Turner, Nicholas Holt, Harry Styles, Damian Lewis. Harry Styles? Your... New man crush that you think is going to be the best Batman ever. Hold on, hold on. I didn't say suck. he would be the best. I think, and uh, Michael B. Jordan. Yes. Now, you've got a list of the most amazing, amazing, wonderful, like, Bond people, including Idris Elba, which I'm sorry, I think Idris Elba should be the new He's Bond. He's too old. He's just too old. If, if you caught him, you know, 10, 15 years ago, perfect. Now I he still just... think he could take a player. Well, awesome he could, Bond. but you, you don't. But Michael B. Jordan. He's American. He can't pull off a British accent. You put a British Superman so we can put an American James Bond. No. 
You took the most Absolutely American not. symbol of power and made him... And you can't tell that that bloke is not talking in an American accent because it is impossible to know he's not American. It's because any English person can do a Southern accent. That's all you guys try to do over but here is do Southern accent. he's not doing a specifically Southern accent. Yeah, he is. No, he's not doing a drawl well, at all. He's not all. doing a drawl, but he's doing a South. I mean, he's definitely I'm pulling sorry. that. I think he did a brilliant job with that. I've got to say, though, there's a lot of people on this list. Michael B. Jordan is the most stupid one i'm sorry i like michael b jordan i think he's been great as a lot of things but as bond no you're just british biased no i'm not british biased i just think you're saying because he's american so you know what i'd say henry cavill would make a brilliant bond i do think so i still like tom hardy for it though i think tom hardy would make an amazing bond i love idris elba and he'd be my first pick you may be right that he is getting on a little bit but I think he'd make an awesome bomb. But Tom Hardy is in a really good place right now. And ha- whoever suggested Harry Styles should just be shot. Absolutely. Now, no. now, I think that you're right. Cavill looks the part of Bond. He would play amazing at it. But as far as just carrying that element of uh, a double O is not going to be just a perfectly suave, altogether collected individual, right? There's going to be scars in someone that's like, it's the same as playing Batman. Michael Keaton as Batman was great because there's that underlying psychosis that you have to have to play the Batman role where George Clooney just didn't work. I mean, he, he was just too normal. Henry Cavill is just too normal. Oh, speaking of Cavill, Enola Holmes was fantastic. Yeah, just came out on Netflix this week, which super excited about that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I couldn't. So good. I, I, I wanted to see this. I love anything Sherlock that comes out, but I, I was really, I was not sure about Millie Bobby Brown in this role, really in any role. I, I liked her as Eleven. She was great in Stranger Things, but that was a very limited role. I really didn't know where she could go as an actress and she floored me with this. I mean, she was adorable, witty, charming. She did amazing in this role. Oh my gosh. It was just so good. And it's such a great family flick as well. I mean, as soon as we saw it, I thought Claire's going to love this. But I was a bit concerned because sometimes Netflix movies, you've just got some rubbish come on and you're like, mm, not sure if it's going to be clean. It was absolutely fantastic. The little asides, the inside jokes, just just the way they filmed it and everything else was absolutely brilliant. Breaking and I the fourth actually wall. liked, I liked them all. I mean, there's not many Finnick uh, I can't think characters. of his names. Uh, no, he plays Mycroft. He yeah. plays Finnick O'Dare. I can't remember his name. Yeah, I absolutely hated him as Mycroft. <laughs> I mean, he was such a jerk. Which and was I good, love though, that right? character. Yeah, yeah no, okay. he's, he's brilliant acting because you do. You just absolutely can't stand him. He's just a big jerk. <laughs> but um, no, it was really, it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I might even go as far now. I enjoyed Old Guard. I, well, I really loved Old Guard. I liked Six Underground. Uh, Bright was good. Bird Box, all the, I think this is probably one of the best original Netflix movies they've put out so far. Yeah. Would you be able to go as far you know as to it's, say that? Um, yeah, I would. Um, I definitely liked it better than Old Guard. I liked Six Underground a lot. I thought that was fun. Um, I like Ryan Reynolds anyway. So. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, this, uh, even if you're not a big Sherlock fan, which my dad isn't, he's he can't stand stuff that's been doing over and over yeah, and over again. Wasn't your dad even against watching this movie? Oh, absolutely. Uh, he didn't want to watch it because there's so much Sherlock stuff out there. And it's like Peter Pan. He won't watch any Peter Pan movies, anything to do with Peter Pan. He can't stand it because he says it's just been overdone. And I'm like, Dad, you have to watch the movie. And he's like, no, 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 I'm going to watch a Sherlock. You're just a Sherlock fangirl. And I'm like, no, you need to watch it. <laughs> and I finally got him to watch it. And he's like, it was so good. And I'm like, yeah. And he's starting to watch stuff that I'm like, Dad, watch it. And he's like, no, I don't like it. Like, um... Uh, Zombieland. 
did not want to watch it, refused to watch it, just wasn't going to do it. And then I was like, dad, you need to watch them. You'll love them. He watched them and he loves them. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So yeah, so my dad's actually getting it together now. So yeah, I love Nola Holmes. Yeah, the, the only thing though, is that I, I, I thought, I thought Henry Cavill did a good job as Sherlock. I really did. Yeah. I mean, he, he played the role well. He looked great in the role. But I just, I just thought he was too vanilla for the role of Sherlock. I, I don't think he played it bad by any means. He played it, he played it good uh, for, for what he it was. He played the family-friendly but- version of Sherlock, though, because you can't really have the pipe-smoking, crack-taking, you know swearing Sherlock that usually is I know but that's the thing he was a drug addict he was he was a little unhinged in ways that's why yeah. I liked Robert Downey Jr's and 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 uh David uh what's his name American Benedict Elementary no. Oh Johnny Lee Miller Johnny Lee Miller sorry Johnny Except Lee Miller he's British Well I know but I, I liked all their takes on it and even though this is a different take it just it felt again like he was playing the man from Uncle you know that role of the yeah. uh it just was just that but in Kind of Victorian era. But I think that was the role he was given. It was more of a family, like, friendly version of Sherlock. So I didn't see yeah. that being a bad thing. I, you know, it wasn't, I agree. It wasn't a bad Tom thing. Hardy is out of that list. If they don't give it to Idris Elba because of the age thing, I'd like to see Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy can play Oh, going the back unhinged. to 007. Okay, yeah. yeah. Back to 007. But that was the reason we were talking about having Henry Cavill. So, yeah. But anyway, so so the movie really to me was made by Millie Bobby Brown. Henry Cavill being there was just kind of like, oh, okay, he's eye candy. He looks good. He's playing the role well. He's not detracting from the movie at all. Um, but and again, everything that was on the internet, people were blowing up. They they, they thought he was amazing. But it, I, I was noticing that all the commentators were women. And again, I'm thinking it's back to the eye candy thing here. That that yes, he, Total eye he, candy. he is a great looking man. He has my envy. Like I, I just. He was always a good looking kid though i mean even in the count of monte cristo which i think was one of his earliest like film uh roles yeah he was a good looking These kid jerks that win the genetic lottery that just drive the rest of us crazy why because they do dude you won the genetic lottery stop complaining <sighs> but but henry cavill and 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 abs yeah. and chest and face so and 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 body and he works out all the time Ooh. You know, well, yes, really? <laughs> Don't do that. He's not going to replace my, my my man, Ryan Reynolds. I know you can't see me right now, but I'm pawing towards my signed Deadpool poster on the wall beyond Trash Panda here. Tisk, so, tisk, so he tisk. won't replace him. But yeah, I, I think he can actually have moved up to top five. I think Cavill for for man crush status. He's done pretty well for himself. He has. He has. Um, <laughs> so Enola Holmes, if you haven't watched it, watch it. Um, another one now, I know, and then this is more be just reviewing and we're kind of bouncing around. I'm going to go to, no, you know what? We'll just stay on movies. And we started on movies. Let's stay on movies. We'll get to TV shows here after that. Yeah. Uh, one of the other movies that was released this week that I know myself and Kaleo were waiting for was on Disney Plus, And that was the Secret Society of Second Born Royals. Ooh. If you can get that out of your mouth without <laughs> stuttering, you're lucky. Um, it's a Disney channel movie i mean that's really what it is it's a little bit more high tech than their usual fare but it was all right it wasn't great i think it left a few too many plot holes and the beginning of it was brilliant like when they're all learning it's basically about um some royal kids who all go to the same school and their older siblings are 
going to be the next in line to be king or queen. Yep. And as a second born royal, they uh, find out they have a superpower. They've all got different powers that they can use and their job is then to protect the kingdom. So all second born royals have powers and then they use them for protection. And the main chick, she has uh, super senses so she can hear things. She can see things from really far away. Uh, one of them has the ability to control insects. One of them can go invisible. One is naturally charming. So basically anything he tells you to do, you do. And then the last one um, can take anybody's power for limited amounts of time. Yeah. So, I mean, it was it was an interesting premise. It's a bit of fun. It's kind of Disney meets Marvel in a sense. And I had that guy from Pitch Perfect. It and did. Skylar Astin. And that girl from uh, Daredevil that played Elektra. Yeah. Which I don't know her name either, but she's done other things. Yeah, yeah. It was all right. I mean, the kid, Kalea was glad to have seen it. I was glad to have seen it. But it started off really, really well. And then it kind of just nose bombed a little bit towards the end. Definitely it's wasn't a Descendants. Movie. It's but a... Descendants is good all the way through. <laughs> yeah. You know, they made three flicks of that. And it's it was good every time. Whereas that one kind of just went, yeah, this is great. Oh, 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 like a little bit. <laughs> okay. they have set up for a second one and it would be interesting to see where they go with it but they just need to kind of keep that level of the training time was really cool kind of like getting to know the kids and everything else but they just missed a lot of like the relationship building in the movie they went from being two of the kids went from being like really hating each other to being almost best friends in a matter of moments and you didn't really see why that happened so it was it was a bit of a shame there. They could have spent some more time just building those characters up and kind of getting them like, oh, okay, that's why. Okay. Rather than just going, hey, well, now you're friends and just deal with it. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm going to look at you because you got movies that you wanted to share. So um, yeah. keep going. Uh, movies. So we've had <laughs> a lot of really cool trailers come out in the last uh, little bit. The Dune trailer which is the biggest one that's due to drop. I mean, that movie's Christmas still, I think. Yeah, still there. Everything just feels so tentative still. And I know. And even wonder if, if, if this next year we're going to have movies that are in theater. I, I don't even know. Like, based no. on what's happened with Tenet so far. So Tenet so far, yes, they, they just passed 200 million worldwide. Only about 30 million of that is from the U.S., uh, and they, they needed to hit 450 million just to break even with all of their advertising, production costs, everything else they put into that movie. So sitting at 200 million, it's, it's not a lot. They've been actually hiding a lot of their numbers. They don't want other studios to see exactly what they're making because it's just not very good in the States. And so I, I don't know where that leaves these big blockbusters hitting movies in this next year. No. I mean, I know we're supposed to be going back but in, yeah. in all the major markets in america in la san francisco new york they're all still closed so yes a lot of the other there's plenty more states than just those but in your major major markets the movie theaters are closed so these are only going to secondary markets and overseas and i don't think theaters can survive i don't know if, if movie th if movie uh, production companies can survive these kind of numbers no but yeah I mean, so Dune looks good, though. Don't get me wrong. Dune, oh, yeah. Dune so it Dune, looks um, fantastic. But is it just a straight remake, or did they... It's a straight remake. Um, it's a reboot, because the original um, is a really strange movie. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it really um, weirded me out as a kid. It's it's a very strange movie. The idea behind it, um, the story behind it, is, is quite of a strange story. I've been looking forward to this, because as much as the movie was strange, the original, I actually quite enjoyed it to a degree, because it was... The story itself is very good. 
it's it's the components Could you actually that make it up. Lay out the story. I, I understand. Well, I don't really understand. I know there's this spice and there are these worms and this guy had a plug where when you pulled it, oil popped out of his chest and and that's about all I got. And one guy so killed himself with warring, a cyanide. Yeah, there's two warring factions basically okay. on a planet and they're they're basically fighting the whole time. The young main character is about to become the next king, and there's these. Um, is he the one that puts his hand in the box of fire? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I remember that from him. the old one. And I saw that in the Atreides. new clip as well. Yeah, yeah. He's in that. And then the Zendaya character are the ones who are basically living off the planet and they are able to breathe the natural atmosphere, whereas the Atreides lot and the other lot cannot breathe it. Is that because of the spice? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, and that's where their eyes grow blue is because of the spice. Um, and it's basically his, like the fall of his family and then against this other clan faction whatever you want to call it a better term Um, yeah that works the the spice breathers want to kill him originally but then they find out that he's actually you know not who they thought he was it's it's a coming of age story and then the reason he's been able to destroy everything is the sandworms which most people know the sandworms but that sandworm i mean i know the original ones were big but that thing was humongous now i have a question that will really make or break this film in my mind yep Will Patrick Stewart be reprising his role? No. No, no Patrick Stewart in Dune. It's over. Sorry, I can't watch it. I don't no. know. <laughs> Oscar Isaacs. I'll go. I'll go. I know. I, it's got an it amazing cast. Good. Like I a mean, fantastic cast. Like I say, I might have gotten that some of that wrong because I haven't watched it for a long time. I need to go back and watch the original again. Um, but I found it as an interesting story in at least. And I always thought, well, what could have happened if they redid this and made it, you know, made it now? Because a lot of these older movies, you look at them and you think, you know what? Um, you were having a go at me. Well, you weren't having a go at me. You were kind of commenting because I was watching a lot of black and white comedies last night. And he was like, why are you watching these? I'm like, because they had to rely on story. They didn't have special effects. They didn't have large budgets. They had to rely on story. And that's what makes them brilliant. And so with that, they didn't have a lot of like special effects and everything else, but it was a movie that was made for special effects. Yeah. Like Luke Besson, when he waited to make Valerian uh, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. I mean, that movie, he'd been wanting to make it for years and he knew with the, the technology that they'd had, he could not make it. So he waited until the technology was there. And I don't care what anybody else says. I heard some more reviewers saying, oh, it was rubbish, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you do not understand what went into that movie and how amazing it actually is. Because that guy's a visionary and he just makes brilliantly beautiful movies. And if you can't appreciate that, there's just something wrong with you because it is a gorgeous movie. Well, that's why I liked what... And it's fun. Well, it is. Oh, Valerian's. I, I liked it a lot as well. But I was listening to a Guy Ritchie interview and he was talking about how typically he doesn't take the big blockbuster movies. He, he makes more of the independence. Wasn't he the, the train spotting guy? He did yeah, yeah. a lot of stuff like that where... And for him, he, he said in his mind, like having... All of that, that big budget almost makes a filmmaker lazy. It wasn't Guy Ritchie that did train spotting? No, right? that um, Guy Ritchie did Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch and okay. those. But, but he, he did a bunch of ones that, that weren't these epic blockbusters with, with CGI and special effects. And he says that there's been a few times where he's been drawn into some of those. I think, not, not that uh, King Arthur was at Legend of the Sword was a blockbuster, but he had this uh, much bigger budget, could throw stuff at it. And he said to him, it, it makes him, when he runs up against kind of a wall in either the writing or the story, they just feel they can throw special effects at it and just kind of work around it and it'll work itself out. Danny Boyle did um, oh, train spotting. Yeah. 
And uh, he, so he so he's never been a big fan of having those massive budgets because he he thinks it makes himself and others just just lazy in how they approach the film. Well, yeah, because let's face it, King Arthur. No, it wasn't King Arthur. It was Legend the, of the Sword. No, it wasn't or King Arthur. It was the because uh, he did um, the Robin Hood one. No, Guy with... Ritchie did Legend of the Sword, that that newer one. No, I'm sure he did. He maybe did both, but but he he did do Legend of the Sword, yeah. which was the new, uh, which was the new King Arthur one. I yeah, know you're looking it up right now. I'm looking it up um, because yeah. no, but I'm I'm just agreeing with that statement and that that you're right when you look at those old black and whites and those old movies. Oh no, sorry, it was Otto Bath um, Bathurst that did Robin Hood because that movie was terrible. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh my gosh, terrible. Um, yeah, they, they had her definitely weight more towards the story, and if it wasn't a good story, it wasn't going to fly. And that's so you're right. So with, with Dune remaking it, it'll be really cool to see like that that interesting storyline with now nowadays the modern mm-hmm. special effects you can pour into it uh the other movie trailer that dropped that i was super excited about because i've got to say it's probably one of my favorite cartoon movies of the last little while oh my is the croods 2 <laughs> oh my. i loved the croods i still watch it a lot we saw it first at the drive-in uh with the kids but the the line of release the baby i mean that just goes through my head all the time i love it it's so funny um, and they all play their characters well. I mean, Nicolas Cage is amazing at the best of times, but he does outdo himself in there. And they've picked a brilliant ca- voice and cast. And the second movie looks good, looks seriously good. I wonder if we're going to see a revival of drive-in movies, though, of movie theaters. Yeah, you, th- you think I so? so? I mean, I'd be a, like, it was great when we were in the states. The only one that was near us as a family was with my my family in Phoenix. We'd go to Phoenix, and it was in Glendale. But you'd go; it's like a double feature. You pay thirteen or. $15 for the whole car. You bring pizzas and snacks and drinks in the back in a cooler and you just pull it backwards, flip it open and, and you sit there and you watch the movie and it's great. Like that's to me, like that's, that's a win-win for everybody in this coronavirus time. It works. I mean, you still make money. The movies sell like, why can't we do more of this? Yeah. I liked it. It was, it was definitely the, one of the most fun movie experiences I've ever had. And uh, we saw some really good movies there. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. I liked it. And I say so, all movie companies should now make drive-ins everywhere. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's go. Of course, the only thing so, is they only work well at night. And when you have like the, the late summers here where it doesn't get dark until after 10 o'clock at yeah. night. Yeah. So you've got to be like winter. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, The Croods 2 definitely looks amazing. I'm really looking forward to that one. Um before we got off movie news, uh, in the last few episodes, we've been doing top 10 80s movies, top 10 90s movies, and I've decided to do my top 10 disaster movies, which you're going to hate me. Because <laughs> you're going to have Sharknado 1, Sharknado 2, Sharknado 3, no, Sharknado not. 4, Sharknado 5, uh, Giant Croc versus Mega Octopus, and you're just going to... No. That's all you're no. going to do. No, I'm not. Half it will be taken up by Sharknado. No, it won't. <laughs> so... Uh, I, I've kind of done them in sections because depending on what they're what they're for. So uh, for tornadoes, Sharknado, or you got Twister on. There, I was going to say Twister. Okay, is probably one of my favorites, and apparently they're going to be rebooting that one. They're going to make a new version. Why would you need which to remake? Twister? I don't know because I really like the first. I think it's still good. I'm not. I've never been a fan of what's his name. Um, Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. I don't know what it is about. No, not Bill Pullman. Bill, Bill Paxton. Paxton. Sorry. Um, I don't know what it is. I think it's because the first time I remember seeing him as a kid is in True Lies, and he was the 
the non-spy liar that peed himself. And I think it just put me off him. No, I think what put you off life. him was aliens because you can't stand aliens. And he was one of the soldiers Probably in that. Probably something to do with Game that over, as well. Man. Game over, Put her in charge, man. Remember that scene but where he's no, freaking out? Okay, well, that I've would be... i blocked it from my brain. Yeah, she but doesn't I can, like There's other people I can watch. Anyway, all. but Twister <laughs> is a brilliant movie. It's a lot of fun. Um, it has Carrie Yule's in it. I mean, everything with Carrie Yule's in it, minus the Saw movies is brilliant. Exactly. Wish. Love it. Um, the Claw. The Claw. <laughs> Sorry, from Liar Liar. Yes. All right. Uh, after the Storm, which I just watched again, actually. Um, the lead in that I is, don't know what that uh, is. R- Richard Armitage, who played Thorin Oakenshield. Oh, okay. Um, and it's based out of uh, Silverton in... Um, not uh, uh, Oklahoma. You said Silverton. Silverton. I yeah. thought it was Colorado. No, Silverton. Um, brilliant, brilliant movie. I mean, this one is probably one of the best tornado movies out there. Now, are all of these available so on streaming services for people that want to watch yes, these? Yes, they are. Okay, so all of these can be streamed on I Amazon am or Netflix. I am pretty darn sure all of them are available at this moment. All right. At least on the British ones. Um, and then, so you got two... Uh, tornado movies. Plus, I am going to throw Sharknado in there, but I'm going to throw the of whole course. franchise in because That's cheating and lazy writing. No, it's not. <laughs> because it's not actually. It's it's more the fact that it is a Sharknado, so it's a tornado with sharks in it. Um, that one's definitely not okay for kids. So no to the kids on that one. Thank you very much. But um, yeah, they're just fun. They're stupid. They're not being lazy. It's Stop you being it. lazy for um, the whole franchise. Volcanoes. I mean, the first one would be Volcano. With Tommy with Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, it's a very 90s sort of flick. It's a bit, you know, twee and 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 like cliche in places, but it's fun. Yeah, all I remember from that one is a guy in the back of a subway car and he jumps into the lava and is like carrying somebody yeah, and yeah, he's like yeah. slowly melting. I'm like, would you just slowly melt and keep walking? I don't know if that would happen. And then he yeah. throws the person and... Yeah, ah, it goes like the Terminator into the. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that happened. Been dubious on that. Yeah, well, seeing as everybody else had managed to jump over, I That's... don't know why he just didn't throw the person and then jump himself. Yeah. I don't know, but anyway. Um, and then the other one being uh, Dante's Peak with Linda Hamilton and, and Pierce Brosnan, yeah. which again is a fun movie. I mean, it's again a nineties disaster okay, movie so, so why are you telling us to watch disaster movies in 2020 of all years why couldn't you have picked here are the 10 happiest movies i could find we got to forget about what's going on in 2020 why do you want to make it worse because they're fun they're nonsense but they're fun but they remind us the disaster is right around the corner no they don't they do um then uh going to um happy the... gilmore see that's happy oh goodness sakes um to like covering the world sort of thing. We've got Day After Tomorrow in 2012, which um, 2012 was is just funny. <laughs> it's very well done because it's just so big. And at the end, you don't expect it being all kind of like Noah's Ark at the end. And you're like, what on earth did I just jump into this? Because I actually didn't realize that was what was going to happen. But the special effects on that one are really good. And the Day After Tomorrow um going into kind of like the ice age and everything just freezing including the queen of england was you know <laughs> you're like really did you just do that seriously yep. uh but yeah that one's fun um we're we doing uh asteroid movies as well is that what you have on there? well i've got san andreas with the oh, rock okay because that one was actually quite well done as well that's always a bit of fun um one you hate 
the core, which I absolutely love, I and I still it. watch it again and again I don't hate because it. it's interesting. It's completely different to every other one I've seen, um, and that's one where they actually make a ship that goes down into the Earth's core to restart the core spinning because basically they've messed it up and then the core stops spinning See, so everything's failing i can't hate anything that has stanley tucci in it no I, 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 I can dislike it a little bit but once it has stanley tucci i just can't hate it yeah <laughs> he's just so um, fun now i've put armageddon slash deep impact at number 10 because wait you put a joint again you put two as one wait 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 i personally think deep impact is the better movie i think it was a better made movie okay. however Armageddon has the massive appeal because of it being Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler and the fact that it has the space crazy of the wonderful Steve, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> and it's only because of Steve Buscemi that it actually made the list because he's the best thing about that movie. Yeah, they're still because both chick flicks. In terms of physics, that movie is the most stupid movie I think I've ever seen in my life. I laughed my way through watching that at this movie theater. I'm like, <laughs> if they were going that many G's around the moon, they'd be dead. Probably. And they're like, what? And I'm like, and if his helmet had gotten cracked like that, it'd be sucked out of his skin. He wouldn't just float off and go, oh, I'm dead. Uh, no, it wouldn't happen. Physically. And in physics, that movie is completely implausible. Okay, hold on, hold on. You watch movies about shark tornadoes, and you're going to throw shade at Armageddon yes, for a crack? Yes, I am. <laughs> because Sharknado never tries to make itself <laughs> in any way, shape, or form sensible. It is supposed to be absolutely ridiculously wow. Nonsense. Shade but Armageddon is trying to make itself be an actual thing where they have no, to go through terrible. astronaut training and get slingshot around the moon so they can get speed to get land back on the comet to blow it up. And then they try and pull. I mean, I'm sorry. You could literally look up. Let's get a dictionary or, you know, an encyclopedia and look up how many G's the human body can take. Because saying, we're, oh, you just went 49 G's around the moon. I mean, no, it wouldn't work. Oh, wait, Armageddon had Jason Isaacs, didn't it? Yes. Okay, that makes it better. All right, I'll, I'll give it to you for, for him. He okay. did good. Although he, so, he, he was just a scientist that went like, it's like a firecracker in your hand. Isn't that what he did? The yeah, whole, okay. that's it. That's literally right. his role. <laughs> his whole role. <laughs> so that's it with my movie news. All right, are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> I'm just giving people like things they can watch because we're going... A lot of places are going back into lockdown. You're looking for something new to watch, something you might not have watched, giving them a few options for different kind of like things to do. So if you've got a suggestion of a list you want me to make up, the only thing I will not do is horror movies because I don't watch them. I have got no interest in watching horror movies. I'm thinking about doing a sci-fi list, you know, some old black and white comedies lists. There's, there's loads of different genres out there. If there's some movies that you're like, wait a minute, I'd really like to see more of this sort of movie. You know, drop us a line, Geek UG on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And we will, you know, I'll do it. I'll make up a list. I'll go and, you know, research and find some movies that are really good and find you some stuff that's fun. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I got one more bit of movie news then as well. Uh, Tom Holland has been tweeting about how well Uncharted movie has been going. The Uncharted movie that has been in the works for the last 11 years, 2009, it was first reported. Since then, how many directors do you think have been attached to Uncharted? Take a guess. 
20 million. Okay, well, you're wrong. Seven. Seven different directors have come and gone. You know when, you, you must have heard about this, because for a while there was a big internet push to get Nathan Fillion as Drake, or, uh, as uh, the Nathan Drake character. Yeah. You heard about that? Yeah. So the director at the time of that whole internet push kind of just said, no, 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 and then later admitted he didn't even know who Nathan Fillion was. What? So, yeah, so so shame. I, I got to look up who that was because that's terrible. You cannot not know who Nathan Fillion is. Uh, but but <laughs> so that director came and went. Um, Mark Wahlberg has interestingly been attached to the movie from the beginning. And while now he's not playing Nathan Drake, he's actually playing Nathan Drake's mentor. So it is Wahlberg he would be and Holland. Horrible as Nathan Drake. Well, that's why he's not Nathan Drake. Good. But it's it's Tom Holland though, which is a very young Nathan Drake as well. I don't like that. Uh, so that's just what's happening. But it's filming. It's doing well. I want Holland the good-looking has... uh, guy with the chin from Lost. Like uh, the one in the paintball. Jo- jo- Seth Holloway. Jo- no, Josh Holloway. Josh Holloway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh Holloway. He would make an amazing James Bond. No, he wouldn't. Yes, he would. He's American. He looks right. No. He could put the accent on. No. Why can There's you no, people I've put... I've never th- seen an American who can pull off an actually good English accent. They Gwyneth, just Gwyneth don't do it. Gwyneth no. Paltrow. Well, yes, she does. She is perfectly passable in her English accent. No. Did she, you ever see Emma? She has an no. English mother or father, and she's gone both, and she does okay with it. Nah. Wait, someone else? No, there was Angelina Jolie does a decent English accent. No. I didn't say good. No. I can do uh, English people who do American accents that you can't tell the difference. Okay, my boy, he, do, uh, he does an amazing American Jamie accent. Bamber. He does an amazing American accent. I didn't even realize he was English. That's how good his was. Call some water, bro. No. See right there, no, perfect English accent. No. That's how all of your English boys no. out here, they, see, they leave see, all the in England, consonants out. We're trained out. by the Royal Shakespeare Company, and, and we use the methods and? of Stanislavski <laughs> and, 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 and Chekhov and Pinter, and we use those methods what correctly. What does Star Trek have to do with anything? Excuse me? Check off. I mean, what, what do you do? Want George Takai as well? I mean, what? A doll's house, you donut. I know, I know. Really? You know. Well, I... Water, bruv. No. <laughs> That's perfect. No. And you don't say love, you say love. Okay, so let's go on. You. We're going to go on to TV news now. <laughs> Why? Because I'm, I'm having just fun done... Mocking. Yeah, no. All okay, right. I'm excited because we are now in the official... A month to go countdown for Discovery Season 3 and The Mandalorian Season 2. Hey, what about the Season 10 finale of Walking Dead coming up here in a couple weeks? Yeah. What do you mean, eh? We were trying so hard to get caught up to watch it. I am so burned out on that show at the moment. I can't do any more of it. I just can't. Well, we did blitz through like six seasons very quickly. And And they're killing off characters I like now. And I'm like, nope, can't do it. Sorry. And and every every episode, it's meant to take a week to digest. The amount of emotional trauma you go through in one episode of Walking Dead, you need the week. So when we've blitzed through like six. Carl just got shot in the face. I can't handle it. You didn't get really shot in the face. He's he got okay. his eyes shot out. Yeah, he's okay. I don't like it. He'll be all right for no, now. I don't like it. Just for now, he'll be don't all like right. Don't like it. Okay, yes, he did get shot in the face, and we thought Glenn was going to die, and and still the... Okay, there's no spoilers in Walking Dead anymore, right? Like, season five is like eight years ago now, and, and but still, the worst moment is when, when Beth got shot and killed, and oh, that, that is just, just... And then Daryl carrying her. Okay, anyways, we, we haven't been huge Walking Dead fans up until the last, like, what, five months, and we've tried to just blow through a lot of it recently. Um... 
but man, it's tough. Like there's it's, so much I'm too emotionally emotional stress. I just can't watch it for a too while. Too much I just emotional time stress. Off, <laughs> time off from that show, seriously. So yes, that's coming too, though, the season 10 finale. And they've got two more seasons then. I know. To close it out. We'll have 11 and 12 of uh, that one. Well, Discovery, 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 season, <laughs> Discovery, <laughs> Discovery season three is coming up at the end of next month. Mandalorian and season the two trailer looks absolutely amazing. And yes. thank goodness they've given Michael her normal hair back. I do like her hair. Better. I don't think I can handle another season of her hair looking like um, Ruby Rod from The Fifth Element. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did not like that at all. Um, that was like the worst thing about the show was her hair. Yeah, it, it was it's been a great show. If you haven't watched oh, it, yet, get amazing. caught up. Um, but the Mandalorian season two. Now I'm super excited about this because they've been dropping some um, new bits, tidbits of information. Now we knew my girl Katie Sackoff was going to be reprising her role as Bo-Katan, who originally showed up in Clone Wars TV show and then went on and was also in uh, Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was the last person to have the dark saber that uh, Moff Gideon now has. Yeah. which is that black lightsaber, if you don't know what that is. If you're not sure, go back and watch um, uh, Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, because you'll find out about the Darksaber. I think that was season three-ish or yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. So Sabine Wren had the Darksaber. She found it, and she then gave it to Bo-Katan to bring back the clans together, the um, the Mandalorian clans yeah, together. Yeah. Um, so Katie is actually going to is in Mandalorian season two, which is very exciting. But in the trailer, there was a girl in a black cloak who was there one minute and has gone the next. Now, she's being played by a WWE superstar, and I can't remember her name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I can't remember her name either, but... Apparently, it's Sabine. She is playing Sabine Wren. Really cool. And I am so excited that they're bringing Sabine Wren in because that opens up so many cool things. So... The interesting thing is, is how on earth did Moff Gideon so cool. get the Darksaber from Bo-Katan? And then I'm guessing Sabine is there because they're trying to get it back. Well, they've already talked about the Empire going and like raising Mandalore, yeah, right? So that, that's already been brought up. Night so, of a Thousand Tears. And, yeah, yeah. And, and that probably takes place after Star Wars Rebels. And so now we're going to see yeah. all of these characters after that, after whatever. And that's so why that's Moff why Gideon... So that's why they're saying now that they're going to bring in Bo-Katan and Sabine Wren because Sabine is going to get that Darksaber cool. back. So I'm super excited. Um, again if you don't know who these characters are go and watch star wars rebels i know people go oh it's a cartoon it's a kid's show it is but it's done by dave filoni and dave filoni is the biggest star wars fanboy i think i've ever seen in my entire life he absolutely loves star wars he wrote most of the clone wars uh went on to do do rebels which Clone Wars for me was I've 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 been trying to get through it it's I, i'm not a fan of those characters so much but it's good it's so good it's though difficult. it develops it does develop. It did get back, did get better. Um, personally, I'm still oh, yeah. more Rebels, Rebels was better. Is better. It was better, um, and I'm really excited to see um, Ahsoka Tano, uh, oh, Rosie Dawson yeah. playing Ahsoka Tano, who the last time we don't actually know if she died or not. So I mean, she kind of disappeared for a while, um, but she's back. So that's it's really exciting to see these characters coming in. So watch Star Wars Rebels. It's 
it's absolutely brilliant and uh yeah i'm super excited about that so the one that i've been watching though and you probably got more than that i know you haven't been super thrilled with this but it's ted lasso i know it's only available on apple plus so you have to have an apple plus subscription but if you've gotten any new apple devices recently you get I will this just for say free. this right now please do not watch this with young kids in the room the language is horrible there, there is there is bad language there's swearing in it but that's really all that they show in it now ted lasso though it's the sports comedy that we didn't know we needed do you remember uh, what was that line in, in fools rush in with selma hayek and matthew perry or, or Matthew Perry's like, you're everything I never knew I always wanted. Well, this show is everything we never knew we always wanted in a sports well, comedy. You wanted. In a sports. No, it's great, though. Um, I mean, okay, I, I do sermons occasionally at my church. I'm asked to, to preach sometimes. I'm going to do a sermon on Ted Lasso. He, he is this perpetually opt, uh, op, op, perpetual optimistic. Op, optimistic no, optimism. Yeah. He has perpetual optimism in everything that he does. He loves people. Uh, and j just just these conversations he has with English people where you have this Kansas idioms up against English, the way you guys talk, and they just don't work. And he'll walk away from a conversation saying, I was 0 for 2 in that sentence right there and not understanding anything that was said. And he'll say something and people don't get it. So it's this really dry, funny, witty humor that takes place the whole time. And it's probably funnier for me since I'm one of those people that has transitioned from America to here and I have to say things and then get blank stares back at me all the time because people don't get what i'm trying to tell them and, and it makes now you know how and I it makes felt. perfect sense to me um no but it's a great show and, and jason i can never pronounce his last name Sudicus Sudeikis. Uh, I'm going to go with Sudicus, I think, uh, plays this role perfectly. It's already been renewed for a season two. Really, really well done. Really funny. Uh, if you want to know what it's like for an American to move to England, watch this show. But but we need more people like Ted Lasso. If the world had more people like Ted Lasso, that's why I want to do a sermon on this guy. We need to be like Ted Lasso. He is just an amazing guy. Even as a coach, he says, I care. I don't care about wins and losses, where if you're a fan of a sports team, you, you would pay attention to your coach saying that because you'd probably hate him for saying that. However, well, they do hate him, well, for, do saying hate him for saying that. But his point is like, look, I care more about making my players better people on and off the pitch. You know, when they're done here, I want them to be a better person. And that's his whole goal as a coach is to make people better. And, and so... It's great. It's got great morals. It's got a great story. Um, yes, there is swearing by all the people kind of involved and included around it, but that's the only bad thing that you can pick out of that. Um, and it's really good. You need to watch it. Ted Lasso. It's I, fun. I wasn't that impressed by it, but that's just me, so that's fine. What's black and white and red all over? <laughs> Stop. It wasn't. Uh, it's, anyways, they're asking if he'd rather be a, a lion or a panda, and Ted Lasso is panda. And then, then the owner of the team that he got hired for said lion, and of course she makes that joke. What's black, white, and red all over? A panda that gets anywhere near a lion. She had some swear words in there to make yeah, her point. Yeah, exactly. But anyways, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Watch Ted Lasso. Uh, another trailer for a TV show came out. WandaVision. Yes. Oh. Finally. And, and in, in that trailer, they have pretty much confirmed the House of M storyline. Yeah. Well, I was just reading up because um, they might they might well have done. But there was a really interesting story because one of Scarlet Witch and um, Vision's early comics was Scarlet Witch would often go up against Dormammu. Okay. Who was in Doctor Strange, if you know about that. And she is also going to be in the next Doctor Strange movie, which is the Marching Multiverse of Madness. madness. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to see whether this is not something to do with Dormammu um, trying to kind of like do something with her to cause all these other things. Because the woman, I can't remember what her name is. She's been in a lot of things. She was in Parks and Rec, um, who's the other female that's a lot in that trailer. 
I can't remember what her name is anyway. Okay. She's actually a witch as well. And um, she's oh, like, am yeah, I dead? I know who you mean. Why did you ask that, Vision says? And she says, because you're dead. So does that mean I'm dead? And then she starts laughing. Um, so there is a possibility that we're actually going to see the resurgence of Dormammu. Um, because he's quite a char- powerful character, really, and he has a lot of control. So it might be that he's actually, she's kind of gone haywire and he's taking advantage of that because he knows it might give him the opportunity to take over like the earth again, because that's his own goal. Dormammu just wants the earth for whatever yeah. reason. He just wants to take over the earth. Well, everything wants the earth. Yes. Galacticus wants yes, the earth. I, know. I mean, Thanos but anyway, wanted the so earth. it's an interesting little like uh, side story on that one that yes, uh, house of M is a possibility, but it is possible that it was also to do with Dormammu, which would then line up better with, with the, the whole Dr. Strange. Well, and again, if you're wanting this to resolve, well, you're going to, you know, be sorely disappointed in the fact that this is going to end on some kind of cliffhanger because it yeah. leads right into the movie. It's going to leave us yeah. at a point that the movie will pick up on. Uh, but, but I'm still excited to see what happens. And, and one of the things I was really thinking is that maybe with this break, like vision has somehow put his consciousness into Scarlet, Witch. I don't know. I know that was yeah. never in the comics, but I've always thought he had to have gone somewhere because, because Shuri, she finished whatever she was supposed to be doing of removing the time stone from his mind. So his, his no, consciousness or the, the mind stone, uh, his consciousness was now removed from that. Where did he go? Like he should not have died then with the mind stone being removed. And, and, and my thought is somehow he transferred out of the Ultron, not Ultron body, the, the vision body and went somewhere else. And I'm thinking maybe that's why, you know, she's having this kind of mental breakdown is that there's two consciousnesses now, you know, bouncing around in that little head of hers. I'd like Skip, whatever his name is, to go and have a go at Scarlet Witch for her mental health problems. That yeah. might be funny. <laughs> Yeah, that wouldn't last long. No, You'd have a little puddle, puddle of skip yeah. on the floor. Uh, Netflix Witcher prequel announced. Yes, I saw that. There's not Exciting. there's not much on it, but they're just going to go back about 1,200 years to the origin of the Witchers and yep. kind of how they came to be and what happens there. So you won't see Geralt. I'm sorry. No, no, no sexcapades of Henry Cavill. Uh, yeah. but but you will see a whole the I'm same hoping world. they bring back the guy who did the music for that because I sit, my kids now have got... They've never seen the show. We wouldn't let them watch the show because it is oh, yeah. it is an R-rated Terrible. show. It's an 18 show. Um, but that song, throw uh, Toss a Coin to Your Witcher, um, I ended up buying it because it just got stuck in my head so much. And now the kids <laughs> are like, Sit, put on Toss a Coin to Your Witcher because this music was so good in that show. It was yeah. just so well done. It fitted, but it was kind of a bit more upbeat. And it, oh, I loved it. Absolutely well, loved they it. They just lost someone for season two, though, and I can't remember who it was. I'm looking right now. Um, I think it was someone that was supposed to be premiering here in season two. Uh, uh, Eskil, whoever was, who was it? Uh, they uh, Thu Ersted, Rasmussen. Sounds familiar. Yeah, so he actually filmed some scenes uh, as Eskril, which is another Witcher. Um, but now he's having to step away, and someone else is stepping in to take his place. And I can't. I know it's written. I, I didn't no. recognize either name though, but just know we, we've lost someone as the role and someone mm-hmm. else is coming in. Basil, somebody. Basil? Basil? Basil. Basil. I don't know. Yeah. Could be pronounced differently. Um, are you got any more TV news? We have a She-Hulk actress. She-Hulk! She-Hulk. Tatiana yeah. Meslani, who's okay. star of Orphan Black, you might recognize her from that, has stepped in. Uh, again, there's nothing script-wise or anything else on on 
what this is going to be about. I mean, we, we just know that uh, She-Hulk, how she came about was she received a blood transfusion um, and Banner gives her an emergency transfusion of his blood. Why? I don't know why he would do that when he goes to such lengths. Remember in the Hulk movie with Ed Norton, mm-hmm. like one drop of his blood flings off and he freaks out and shuts down an assembly line to get it. So why would he actually give someone a blood transfusion? And that's how She-Hulk came to be. But that's all we know. We don't know cast or plot or anything else. That's just it. And also, though, Nick Fury. We have heard there is a Nick Fury. It has just been confirmed a six part Nick Fury series with Samuel L. Jackson. See, that's awesome. And again, who knows where this is going to fall in the timeline? They haven't announced that yet. It could be, you know, from before Captain Marvel all the way to in the future somewhere leading up to more movies. We don't know. It'd be kind of cool if it was more of a tie in to either Moon Knight or one of the ones that's kind of coming our direction in, in the later. Uh, but that one, I think, is probably at the that tail end of the slate, which probably puts it 2023, because I haven't heard anything else about no, that one. No. But I think that's all my, my TV TV news. Yeah, I'm, I've got a little bit of uh, game news. Not a huge amount. Okay. Um, I'm just one of the things I'm super excited about, Switch version um, of... Uh, Oh, Mario. Super Mario 3D yeah. All-Stars. Now, he's, I've got to say, Mario 64 does not look that great. I don't think it's aged very well. The graphics aren't brilliant. But the one I'm super excited about is Mario Sunshine because I think this is probably one of the best different sorts of Mario games that was ever out that there. That was your fit. You played that one forever for I a did. while. I did. It was so good. Uh, you have like a little uh, water-powered jetpack that you can float around with um, or you can spray stuff with. There's a lot of like... Um, like the Splatoon. Yeah, like Mario with everywhere. a gun. You can't go wrong with no. Mario with a gun. Every American should get behind super, this idea. Super, <laughs> it was super, super fun. A really good little game, really cool little puzzles and everything else, but uh, just a brilliant fun game. And then Mario Galaxy's on there as well. Um, and that's just going to be a fun little thing to pick up at some point. It's still sitting there at about the 40 to 50 pound range at the moment. Um, that will hopefully drop down a little bit, but that's only on the Switch. Um, the other little bit of game news I wanted is uh, something my kids have gotten me into in the last little while. We've actually <laughs> been playing it a lot. Um, it was originally a Roblox game and I don't play Roblox myself, but the kids had said, oh, we need to get this app. We need to get this app. And I'm like, OK, so I started looking at it and it's called Among Us. Now, it is a really simple little app. Basically, it's like playing Cluedo in space with little astronauts. You're one of um, 10 different, I think it's 12 colors, actually. You can put a little hat on. You run around a spaceship um, doing tasks, but in your midst, there may be one, two or three imposters who are going around sabotaging the ship and killing the crew members off. And then you have to figure out who did it. So simple. But, oh, my gosh, so addictive. I mean, we've been playing this with our friends online in America. We sat around for a couple of evenings around in the living room, all with the device playing. Unfortunately, my son could not keep his mouth shut. So he kept telling us who killed him if he died or couldn't keep his mouth shut if he was actually one of the imposters. So we knew it was him. But such a fun little game. Yeah, it is fun. I got your friend kicked off. That was a lot of fun. Too. Yeah, it's so simple. <laughs> oh, I lied. So so we're playing <laughs> with her friend from America and she had killed me the last round and so I just typed in right away, it was Blue. Blue did it. I saw her and I was nowhere near her and I didn't think she was it and the whole... Yeah, everybody voted and her off. And then everybody voted her off and then they get ejected out of the ship. <laughs> and then they're it's out of the game. It's super cute, simple <laughs> graphics. Like even when you get killed, you're just like half a little body with a 
bone sticking out. It's not particularly gory. It's very cartoony, very silly. I even got my mother to play it. My mum's in her 60s and she was just like, oh, really? And I showed it to her and she goes, that's hilarious. I'm like, it's perfect for you, mum, because she cheats at every single game possible. So, um, but yeah, it is such a stupid game, but it's on the app store for free. I think it's on a lot of the app stores now, yeah. even if it's just not, yeah, yeah. not even just the Apple store. Um, it's definitely, I know it's on Steam, but I think you have to pay for it on Steam. It's like two pounds um, or two dollars yeah, or something. it's not expensive, but it's such a fun game. And like for us, I was able to figure out that because you can change the area you're playing in. So I think it's North America, Europe and um, Asia, I think is the three. Yeah, there's... But you can choose which server you go on. So, and you can put the code in. So you're all playing on the same instance. So our friends out in Colorado and us, were all playing together at the same time. Time. so you can have like 10 players from all around the place just give each other the codes and then set a private game up and play with all your friends so it's just a fun little party game it's absolutely free and it's well worth it yeah no it is a really fun i haven't played a ton of it but it has been entertaining to sit and yeah, play yeah. and do that uh my bit of com- uh, not comic news video game news uh if you didn't see microsoft bought the parent company of Bethesda. Yeah, I saw this. Um, and they paid $7.5 billion for the parent company of Bethesda, which is, uh, I think it's ZeniMax Fallout, Media. It? Uh, so Elder Scrolls, Starfield, probably uh, Bethesda's Fallout. Um, and, and the implications, though, I, I think of this go well beyond what the immediate future is because what, what they're saying with this now, Bethesda still has some uh, responsibilities uh, to the PlayStation. They'll release those, but they can make so many of their games now exclusive to the Xbox. Yep. Beyond that, with Xbox Game Pass in the future, now they're offering that for, I think it's less than a tenner a month. Uh, and they're saying all of Bethesda's newest games will be available on launch on the Game Pass right away. And so th- this is more than just a now move. This is understanding the next gen of consoles will probably be cloud-based gaming. You know, that's where we're going to be. And if they're able to offer this massive back catalog of stuff right away for free, I mean, they're, they're building up a Netflix-like library with this. Yeah. And, and so... Now, PS5 is going to win this next console battle. Yes, I mean, they're, they're going to probably like by a five to one margin PlayStation over Xbox. Um, some will still say Xbox is better hardware, but still PlayStation is going to destroy it. However, moving beyond this, this is a move that really is looking more 10 years into the future or at least five years into the future at the next console release. Uh, where you've now got this very, very established AAA game studio in your fold that that you have exclusive rights to. It's just going to be really interesting to see if this is actually going to sway a lot of people. And it might not be right away, but... You know, when you look at the next generation of consoles, supposedly being cloud-based gaming, so we're not going to have consoles, this is a massive move that sets them up for the future, not just right now, where they're going to get beat right now uh, in this next console wars, but beyond that, they're, I think they're going to start making some people take well, pause. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, Xbox, you've got to make it so confusing for people because the last series was the series one and then you had the X and the S, and now these ones are the Xbox S and X. So why <laughs> would you do that? I mean, you put it in your Amazon cart, and you'll realize that, oh, minute, you've bought the old one instead of the new one. Yeah. It's just dumb. Now, well, people will, will know price for sure. I mean, but and there was confusion with the PlayStation launch. Like, PlayStation announced, hey, we're going to go on sale for our pre-orders on this date, and then that night they went on sale, and oh, uh, I, it's, it's been kind of tough. Although with, yeah. the, with the PlayStation... I, I don't know what I'm going to do because we have so many used used and older games that we'd like to still keep playing. And it is full backwards compatibility all the mm-hmm. way back. 
I might just pony up that extra 100 pounds to get the disc version, even though like everything we're buying now, though, is discless. I mean, we're just paying for everything and streaming it and it's in the cloud based. I just like the idea of being able to buy a cheap game for the kids. Oh, you know what? That one's finally in the bargain bin for a fiver or a tenner. We can buy that one now. Yeah. And you can't do that with digital games. Well, though. we're going to have to buy two. So we'll get one digitally and one with the disc drive. That's true. There you go. Now, is there going to be, I don't know, and I still don't think they have cross-platform play yet um, between, I don't think so. between different generations, like PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4? I don't, I don't know I don't if they've know. announced that for like Destiny type things, which we play a lot of. I, I'd l- like to look into that more to see if that's something that will mm. be allowed, but regardless. Uh, my last thing is I just want to talk about Luke Chimilenko. Um, I just finished doing the Ascend Online uh, Glory to the Brave. That book is now out. If you haven't had a chance to see it yet, go and get it. It's absolutely amazing. Um, I just did an ARC reviewer for him. So basically I go in and I do some um, basic editing, just checking for any little continuity mistakes, spelling mistakes, anything like that. Um, And then uh, I get to read the book a little bit earlier than everybody else, which is quite good fun because I've absolutely loved the Ascend Online series. Um, I've got to say after... Um, Ready Player One um, and Off to Be the Wizard, I was kind of like, I need something else. And I found a couple of books that I liked, but this is the one that's really kept my interest. And I've been excited about when's the next book coming out? When's the next book coming out? Um, And this book is definitely the best one in the series so far. This is book four. Um, All of the books are on Audible. So are you reading book five right now then currently? this is book four. Are you reading though book five? No. Because he sent you the next one, didn't he? So what he sent me now, um, I'd literally just finished putting my reviews up and he'd said, there's another book that I've written with somebody else that I'd like you guys to read and we'll let you have it because it's being released next month. I literally got it the next day. Nice. And this one's called Iron, The Iron Prince. Um, this one will be released on October 15th, I okay. believe. Um I've just started reading this one. It's moral comedy. It's very sci-fi fantasy. Um, I can't get into any of the details. I'm not allowed to. I'm really enjoying it so far. I'm all I'm going to say. Um, but if you haven't, if you're looking for something to fill in the gaps and you want something to read at the moment, I okay, to say Luke Chimalenko, um, look it up. His uh, the Ascend Online series is on there. I would personally tell you to read book one then book three and go back to book two um because for me book two actually uh, follows another um set of characters who appear in book three but for me because i really was so into what was going on with the original group i found it really difficult to then break and away from the original group groups yeah. and then go back so i went to book three then went back to two to see why these things had happened in book three because those characters all then come together um but book four was um ugh, glory to the brave was brilliant it i mean the the action scenes were amazing um the uh the, basically it's about a bunch of friends who decide to play this online game and it's a fully immersion game so unlike ready player one where you're just kind of going on to the oasis and logging on and, and then being in the oasis and then logging off they're actually living in game well, their, their bodies are time. in stasis pods where they're exactly. fed intravenously or through that, that liquid. It just yeah, yeah, absorbs yeah. into their body and heals their body and actually yeah. makes them stronger, doesn't it? Um, they go. They call it the uh, the VR diet. Yeah. So they all come out really thin. So every time they come out of the game, they all start like absolutely just filling themselves with pizza and everything else and eat whatever the heck they want. It's just hilarious. Um, but the actual whole book series, it's really well done. Very fantasy based. 
It is based on a role-playing game, much like Dungeons and Dragons. Um, so there are some little kind of like stat um, updates now and again. And I'm not a role-playing game person. So those stat is not something I'm human. I'm not really intimately familiar with. I get what they're talking about, but it's still something I'm not like, oh my gosh, I know exactly what that is. Yeah. Um, but it was so well infused. It kind of made it it in increased, you know, what you the understanding of the book. It didn't make it kind of like sometimes I've read these things and they've been very stark. Yeah. Oh, this is your character sheet and this is this and this and this and this and this. No, this was kind of like making you keep you understanding where this character's at. They used it really well. The time outside the game is used really um, conscientiously for character development. So you've got um, characters in game that uh, when they step out of the game, they're actually building characters' relationships outside the game, which is really cool. The fight scenes are brilliant. Um, there is some bad language in it, but there is nothing else. Um, it's not particularly gory in the way that they've done, like any of the descriptions or anything else. There is, like I say, some bad language. So I'd say it's more for like 15 plus. Also like Ready Player One, the fact that there's exactly. some bad language, but not, but and that's the one that I'm sorry, I'm waiting for is Ready Player Two, oh, I know. which is where we're just at uh, less than two months out from the release of that one. Yeah. That's the end of November, correct? Yes, and then 23rd. Sufficiently Advanced Magic has their third book uh, on, I believe, towards the end of this year as well. Yeah. Before 2021, it'll be out. And that's one you're waiting for. Yeah. And um, the the audio book for Glory to the Brave, which is being read by Luke Daniels, which again, um, Luke really Daniels, good, yeah. uh, Will Wheaton Nick and Podell. Nick Podell are our three favorites beyond like no no others come if, like if you close. have audible yeah those, those three are amazing audible readers so yeah so if you um i think that one's coming out in december i think it's december 6th uh, for glory to the brave on audible so if you are wanting to listen to the audible version that one will be available then i've got my pre-order already in because i enjoyed it so much i really want to be able to now listen and enjoy it um, yeah. and not be like checking for spelling mistakes or listening to siri read it to me and having to pretend <laughs> that, um, what's his name? Stephen Hawking. Yes, I had to pretend that Stephen Hawking was reading me my book because Siri reading like PDFs to you is very jarring. And also the fact that because you're using a lot of fantasy language, he's very specific in the way he pronounces stuff. So it's not always correct. Well, you and say it's... he for Siri because you made your Siri a boy. Yes, mine's Fabio. <laughs> I didn't make my Siri a boy. The English version of Siri is a boy. Which is, yeah. Because the American version doesn't understand me. The English version does. So I have to use Fabio. <laughs> Don't mind Fabio, good but job. he's not a particularly good reader. So I had to pretend it was Stephen Hawking reading me my story. You know, Fabio's not Fabio because he's a good reader, though. Because he's got long hair and nice chest. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, well but that's indeed. my, that's all my needy, nerdy, geeky noise. It's good. Isn't New York City Comic Con coming up online October as well? October 8th through October 11th. 8th. Yep. Um, I, some of that is paid, I believe, but all of the panels will be free, so you can watch awesome. all of the stuff there. I, I don't know how extensive their uh, their celebrity list is. They usually do a really good job with that. But uh, yeah, if you're really into that stuff, which we typically are, we like to follow what's going on there. We should have some news coming out of uh, New York City Comic Con. And again, guys, I just want to touch on the fact that, it, that if, you, man, if you're struggling, if you need someone to talk to, um, find someone to talk to. Mental health, it, it's no joke. Struggling with depression and anxiety, it's no joke, guys. Um, there's a great uh, website, Chat Now, that has a, an app you can even use. Uh, called the Meet J app, uh, which have people available 24-7. Uh, 
chat now has people there 24 seven that you can talk to. You can reach out to us and we are available 24 seven. We, you know, well, we might wake up if it's the middle mm. of the night, we might not get to it right away, but we, we <laughs> respond as soon as we see anything that comes through to us as well. Um, and you can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the geek UG. That's right. At the geek UG on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, yeah, we, we'd love to hear from you guys, but guys just know that, that mental, mental illness, mental struggles, mental health issues, uh, it is okay. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to say that you're struggling because your struggles are real. Trust me, guys, your struggles are real. They're, they're, they're not imaginary. They're not made up. They're not a weakness. That they're, they're the same as having uh, uh, walking with a limp or having a physical ailment. Uh, you're struggling with something that, that, that is that real and sometimes more so. Uh, don't put it off. Don't put off going to someone, going to the doctor, finding someone to talk to just because you think you have to deal with it, just because you believe people like Skip Bayless that say you just have to suck it up. Um, no, it's okay. There, there's, it, It's okay. And uh, I'm sorry there's still a stigma attached to it because apparently there is based on comments like that. But um, just know that we are here. We'll give you every resource we can. If you want other resources, reach out to us. We'll find resources in your area. We've got extensive networks of people and organizations that we know of that they can help you where you're at. Um, and just if you want some prayer, hey, man, hit us up. We'd love to. Uh, I have actually got a, uh, a quick list of the people who are going to be at New York City Ooh, Comic Con quick. at quick, the Metaverse. Uh, we've got Adam Savage, who's Mythbusters. Garrett Wang, who was Ensign Kim from Star Trek Voyager. Kevin Conroy, who did a lot of the voices the voice in Batman, Batman Beyond. Yep. Uh, Laura Vandervoot, who was in Smallville, Bitten V Wars. Uh, Michael Rosebaum, who was Lex Luthor in Smallville. John Goodman. Um, yeah. Sam Whitwire, <laughs> who was in Smallville as well, but he was also in Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, they got a chunk um, of the Smallville cast. Tom Willing. Yeah, Tom Welling, Smallville. Um, and then Fre Will Freddy, who was in Batman Beyond, but also Boy Meets World. Oh. So that's a just a little so uh, kind of slice. underwhelming, really overall. Well, yeah, unless in a you're sense, a Smallville fan. Yeah, unless you're a Smallville fan, you're not going to be that excited. But um, yeah, so I mean, it's still interesting to see and hear what. And usually, got you, up. you do have announcements come out of New York City. I mean, those are typically kind of held off for San Diego, where they make the really big geeky year announcements of movies and TV shows what's coming, but still New York city, you'll, you'll still hear announcements come out of there uh, on things that are happening in the fall and winter. And what we'll see that there'll be something that will come out of New York city. That's, that's going to be like an ooh, ah moment. Mm. But yeah, well guys, we are definitely beyond our time for for the show, but uh, just thanks for joining us. We, we love having you along. If, again, always, if there's any way we can help, let us know. We love to be here to help you, to have fun with you, just kind of ride in your car with you for a little bit, wherever Yay! you are. Yay! <laughs> um, and my thing is always, don't forget to be awesome because you are, you are made that way. You are made for a purpose. You are made purposefully the way you are. And, and know when, when you hear that, don't think, oh, well, I was made like crap. No, no, you were made awesome. Just don't forget to be it, okay? Because you are, you're unique, you're individual. Only you can influence the people that are around you because they're you're the only one that's in their sphere that has has the influence that you do so and then i say be unique you know be yourself don't be a penguin because you don't want to look like everybody else or sound like everybody else or do what everybody else does because that's just lame yeah, be like be ted yourself. lasso no be like a great white shark and then you can eat the penguins yes be like ted lasso but really be you but be like ted lasso be yourself but be like be you but be a penguin but be you but no but don't be, be yourself be, be yourself. the person that god created you to be because that's an awesome person unless you can be ba be batman no always be batman no. I'm Batman. No. Okay. Don't no. be Batman. Be yourself. No. Yes. All right. Thank you. Don't forget to be awesome. And bye! The Geek Underground will return next week. 
But until then, don't forget to be awesome.